You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. (laughs) What's that? Well, I'm just waiting on this big surprise that you have for me because this is like the Gummy Bears episode, another unconventional uh, method of creating the episode. Typically, we record an intro, one of us surprises the other with a topic, uh, and then the other does the research. We got a bit off course last week, and we're still a bit off course. Well, I was jealous that you got to pick your own topic, and so... I wanted to pick my own topic, I guess. Okay, great. So here's the thing. We're recording the intro right now. Katie has already studied this topic, uh, but I still don't know what it is, so I'm about to find out. All right. Well, it's something that you and I discussed that would be a good topic. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Well, I totally forgot. So a few weeks ago, my cousin got married. Congratulations. And her husband is Indian, and I was in the wedding, and um, so we got Mendy on our hands, which which most people in America call henna. So when I had, I mean, I was like so into it. It was so yes. fun and we loved it and so sad when it went away. Um, and so when, one day when it was still around, Zach and I looked at my hands and I feel like at the same time we were both like, oh, that would be a great topic. So that's what I did. Okay. Awesome. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. It's, yeah. That it's was fun. super cool. It was so cool. And it was cool. neat to see the process, too, and see exactly, everybody do it, right? especially, like, your cousin, who yeah. was the bride, so hers was really extravagant. Yeah. Yeah, it was neat. It was good. All right, cool. So, again, love the study music, so we're going to hit you with it, but we'll be right back, and I will tell you about Henna, a.k.a. Mendy. man just gives me every time me too it's so good so first of all what do you think was the number one thing i wanted to know uh oh i don't know wow i was not prepared for that question no it was too it was too broad Um, maybe uh, i don't know the number one thing i wanted to know so what we called it when we got this done um and everyone at the wedding called it mendy but in spell that Mendy is spelled M-E-H-N-D-I. Okay. I believe. Also, there's a couple different ways to spell it, but that is the way that uh, I think they spelled it at my cousin's wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're calling it Mendy, but you and I know it as henna, right? Like For you, sure. You would only ever call that henna. Yes. Any, any like, uh, I don't know where else they do this, but like the Venice boardwalk out here where people are like yeah. selling beads and selling like, I don't know, spray painted art. There's always someone doing henna. Like that's, yeah, that's the only right. thing I've ever heard of it called. Totally. So, and most people listening to this probably would know what henna is, but not what Mendy is, maybe. And I'm therefore sure. the title of this episode will most likely be Henna. Henna, a.k.a. Mendy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I looked up what henna versus Mendy. Like, what is the difference? Um, I thought maybe it was just, like, 
because India has so many different languages that maybe it was just like the same thing in a different language, and it kind of is, but henna is actually an Arabic word. So henna essentially means mendi in Arabic. Okay. And mendi means henna in quote-unquote Indian. Like, there's not a language that's Indian, but I saw, like, in Hindi and Urdu language or languages, uh, it's called mendi. And in other places I saw it's called, like, mehendi, like, slightly different. But So mendi is Indian, uh, henna is Arabic. Okay. I was wondering if maybe, um, and obviously this isn't the case, but I was wondering if maybe Mendy was like wedding specific or something like that. No, it's not. It's not wedding specific. The other thing that I saw, so for, so that's the first, um, you know, di- way to differentiate them then that I saw. But they are the same thing, correct? Yeah. Just different words coming from different languages that we kind of, well, yes. in America we use one, but over... In India, and like Indian people in the culture use the other word because that's their word for it. Yes. Right? But they now, are. There is a slight other way to look at it, which is henna is the substance, the dye itself, and mendi is the art of painting it on and the tattoo that you end up oh, with. Okay. So even an Indian person would. Say yeah. this is like henna ink, but like, you know, the result is Mendy. I do. Yeah, I think so. Because I even remember when we were sitting there, I remember we had that little discussion about henna being used on hair. And I remember the Mendy artist who was telling us that she called it henna when oh, she was okay. like, yeah, I use henna on my hair. And that would make sense, right? That she yeah. wouldn't say I use Mendy on my hair if Mendy is the art form. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so I feel like I, I got kind of a handle on that, but it, but it seems to be both of those that yeah. you could use it as the substance and then the art and, but also Mendy is an Indian word and, and henna is an Arabic word. So this thing, henna, Mendy, it is so old. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's so freaking old. It's like crazy. It's really, really cool. Um, it it is and it's more widespread than just india i don't know about you i've always associated henna with india thinking that it's indian people and and it does seem to be maybe primarily indian people now who who use it but also i don't know it's pretty widespread i don't know what i would have said before this wedding uh like where i thought it was from oh really yeah honestly i i like i maybe i would have for sure thought india but now thinking back Knowing where it comes from, um, or at least like Mendy, uh, where that comes from, I, I can't I can't say for sure that I would have said it was Indian. Well, you're more right than I was, really, because uh, I saw like definitively in lots of places that Mendy has been used for over five thousand years, goes back five thousand years, and in some places they say it goes back nine thousand years. Oh my gosh. And, it, you know... Is this the type of thing, though, where it's, like, any jersey, you know, 9,000 years ago, anytime they painted on skin, they just, like, considered the, considered that the origins of Mendy? Well, no, Like, all really. origin stories where it's, like, the, the roots well, no, are pretty though, far because, from the modern? Or was it... It was, like, actually yeah, because very close to what, what they're doing today? I haven't today. told you yet is henna is a specific plant. And so... Oh, okay. Using a specific thing. But I saw that, you know... In a few places, and again, with anything you study like this, a bunch of different people 
are going to want to claim the origin of it in a way. So I saw lots of different origins. The oldest one I saw was Egypt. And apparently there are mummies in Egypt that have henna, mendi on them. And um, Cleopatra is known to have had henna on her. But here's my question. Mm -hmm. Was it recognizable as henna or mendi today? Or was it simply ink derived from this plant on her skin in some way shape or form Cleopatra? that it, like we just technically call them Mindy. I'm sure it was recognizable on her Well she was because... more recent in the grand scheme but like yeah. 9,000 years well, ago so the way like, did it they even started... have language 9,000 years ago you know what I'm saying <laughs> The way it it's started like the... God yeah was it was used for kind of utilitarian purposes so um I guess let's kind of get into it so what is henna it's like I said there's henna is a plant so there's three things you could mean when you say henna you could mean a plant that is the henna plant you could mean the dye that you make out of it yeah or you could mean the art on your skin Mm -hmm. so the henna plant grows (laughs) it only grows in super hot dry areas like the best area for it to grow is like 120 degrees Henna says, this is great. I'm doing it. And is that India? Oh, yeah. Is India that... really hot. Right, but is it that dry? Are there, like, deserts in India? Yeah, probably. I bet when it's that hot, it's just, like, pretty dry. I know they have um, Mm. sometimes, like, El Ninos and stuff like that, but... um, But either way, like you said, it also has roots in, like... You said Arabic was the other language that that word comes from. So like that whole region, Africa, that whole swath really has this going on. Generally hot and dry. Yeah, yeah, and like back in history, and also today, I saw like this henna is like across cultures, across religions. It's really interesting because I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, um, because you said Cleopatra, which is Egypt, North Africa, and then then Arabic is like. The Middle East. The Middle East. And then I've to now Jewish be associated people. with India is yeah. a whole other continent. Obviously, Jewish people are, are also in the Middle East, but like, and then just other Mediterranean people, like the whole, it feels like the whole swath of area has had it in the past and now, and it continues, and it's just like really cool. It's just something really um, fascinating that I didn't realize was like so widespread. Yeah, this is surprising because going back to when I said I wouldn't have known if it was from India necessarily, I definitely didn't know that it was like widespread like this. So like I said, it started u- utilitarian, so like, like 120 degrees, right? It's really, really hot. Um, somehow people are smart. I don't know how they realize these things, but they realize that. Would they use this for like the eye black under their eyes? Like when they play baseball games and stuff? Kind of. Not really, but (laughs) not exactly. But they would use it to, they somehow figured out that if you crushed up this plant, the leaves of this plant, um, and like mixed it with probably a little water, make a paste, um, and, and put it on your, the palms of your hands and your feet, Mm -hmm. it had a cooling effect and then it oh. would stain your hands and feet. And for as long as the stain stayed, the cooling effect remained. So they're in these deserts. Is that it's, real? Yeah. I, guess, I mean, it's probably just the same kind of thing where it's just like the dark color. Um, it, it always is cooling. Oh, okay. I get that. I was I, Sorry. Yeah, you're right. That makes sense. I was picturing more like walking on hot ground, thinking that like your stained foot would somehow oh. protect you from the hot ground. But I see what you're saying. The yeah. absorption of sunlight from... A lighter to a darker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the darker is going to keep you a bit cooler. So people realize. So they started just like soaking their palms and feet in this stuff, 
And then as it would go away, you know, start to, the stain would start to go away, it would sometimes leave like a little pattern or something as it was going away. Oh, like away. fading off. Know, fading, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so that kind of inspired them. They said, oh, why don't we make it decorative when we apply it? So that seems to be where it originally came from. And then it just like took off. And now, obviously you saw the level of skill that is involved in applying it and the level of intricacy of the designs like uh, it's very very beautiful now but it seems like many cultures have embraced this um and mo and most of the time it's for celebrations weddings births things like that hmm. but um, not on the baby i don't know i didn't really <laughs> see but i kind of doubt it um, okay, well, that's another thing we were wondering was, and we never really asked anyone else or else mm-hmm. we would have gotten an answer, but we were like, I wonder if they do this for things other than weddings. Like, would they do this for yeah. a, a birthday party or even just like, I don't know, I mean, who for knows, fun sometimes? Who knows if American Indians, you know, whip out the Mandy at a birthday party or something. Like, I don't know, but it, but it right. feels like culturally you could. It's More just a were celebration. We like, is this reserved for weddings? Like, because yeah. the Indian wedding is very specific. So we were like, I wonder if this is specific to weddings. Yeah. And also, like you said, there are so many um, cultures within India that like, mm-hmm. I'm sure very few things actually, you know, account for everyone. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like it, It's just kind of something that after it developed in the way that I described, um, it now is is thought of as something that brings good luck, good fortune, love, protects you from evil, etc. Like all these good things, right? Yeah. Um, Like I said, mostly for cultural reasons, for these celebrations. Also, it can be used for just like self-expression, the way that a tattoo could be, you know, that kind of thing. So there aren't necessarily rules to what um what the art looks like not that i saw and again like this is a big overview and yeah. i'm sure within some groups For there's sure. rules and things like that but um it was more universal than i expected i think i mean i'm sure you can't just get like the Iron Maiden logo done on your hand and be like, great, I got my Mendy. Let's you rock. Ask for it, I mean, like, I at that point, though, it's like, the, the, I don't know. There seems to be, that there wouldn't leave much of a tie to the culture if you're doing something like that. Yeah. But, but maybe within, because I know within uh, your cousin's design, mm-hmm. they incorporated, um, or she, sorry, he didn't get it. I'm sure we'll get to this, whether or not it's women only, because at the wedding it was only women, but she mm-hmm. incorporated his uh, like initial into her design. Yeah. And then like another element that was personal that uh, was a departure from the rest of the design. Because yeah. the, the design itself is like uh, just a design. I don't know how to describe it any other way. It's not imagery. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a design. Um, but she did incorporate some tiny like little things that were imagery or were a letter you know stuff like that i think um you know if you look at if you look at a bunch of it sometimes there'll be something that's obviously a flower looking thing but but the point of it isn't like yeah pictures or something yeah yeah um cool so 
Let's see. We kind of bopped around a bit. We haven't really said exactly what it is yet, so if you're not familiar, apologize. So henna oh, yeah, good call. or mendy is basically um, it's <laughs> we really got this far really without did. like just like yeah. if you don't know what henna is, you you're are like, what, what, what? lost. So it's um, a temporary tattoo. It lasts for like one to three weeks, and it's usually done on the hands and feet. Um, used by this ink made from the henna plant that is applied to your skin Um, and when it's applied it so the leaves of the henna plant are dried they're crushed into a fine powder and then made into a paste so they can be mixed with oils tea lemon juice all kinds of stuff depend you know all kinds of people have all kinds of methods is that really uh as simple as it is even today like i don't know how you buy Mendy, I'm sure, or sorry, Henna, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are mass-produced versions, right? Like, yeah. Well, we'll get to that you, a little bit. But later. like, is it is it is that does that recipe hold true? Like, it really That's is. That's what like, I mean. We'll get to oh, that okay. a little bit later. Got it. I think for some it does, but um, so the this little this paste that you put on your skin is either dark brown or dark green. Um, so when you put it on, it looks very very dark and it's raised. A little bit. It's kind of like because I saw them applying it um, to you guys, mm-hmm. and what they had came in like a little tube. I don't yeah. know if that's the norm, but anyway, it looks like when you go to the grocery store to get like cake icing in a little tube yeah. to be able to like write letters on the cake. But it, it's like, not plastic, right? It, it, yeah, and it wasn't like there was no like packaging to it, but it was like a similar ish style tube, and like when you applied it, it was like that raised on the skin, like it almost looked yeah. like writing on a cake would be, but you're doing it on your skin with like of this black henna paste and and like it's a little like cone shaped kind of yeah it was not like a branded package this was like a yeah like you were saying when when she i didn't really see her like snip the end off or anything but i'm assuming she did to get it going and it was the kind of thing that when she would put it aside to like do something a little bit was like always coming out because oh, like it felt like it was gun. so yeah it yeah. was so pressurized that it kind of and I'm sure I mean I'm sure they're like squeezing it gently as they go but that kind of helps them because they that, went so fast yeah, it was crazy I was gonna say that <laughs> makes sense because how fast they were yeah. moving like it would be very difficult not impossible I'm gonna give them credit and say maybe this is what they were doing but it would be really hard to like be applying the same steady pressure the whole way like to be releasing the same amount of ink it would make sense that it's kind of pressurized where it's just sort of flowing on its own yeah and i bet even just the act of like holding it in your hand applies a little extra pressure that helps it come out so what's going on why does this mixture do that wait should you finish the part about how it comes to be so you put that ink on and then oh okay yeah and then you wait it dries and it kind of and it oops sorry you wait like a couple hours yeah you well yes depends on who you talk to okay but um but yeah i mean sometimes i think people will leave it on for 24 hour like a really long time if they want to but um and i'm sure if you're getting it at the beach within a half an hour you're scraping off the dry stuff for sure so so after let's say but let's say a, a couple hours in general is probably a good estimate. It starts to dry and flake off anyway. Um, sometimes uh, you can put uh, lemon juice on it to re-wet it again. And something about the lemon juice, people think it helps it mm. get darker. But in general, it dries, it flakes off. You can 
rub it off a little bit and then there'll be an orange-ish or brown stain on your skin under where it was and the stain actually gets darker over the next one to three days so when you first take it off it's usually a lot lighter than you end up with which is kind of crazy yeah it's a huge difference i mean when you first took it off it's like a fairly faint orange outline and Mm -hmm. then the next you know when you woke up the next day it was darker when you woke up the next day it was like probably peak yeah i think it was the darkest for me in two days yeah after probably 36 hours yeah and uh sorry i was gonna say something else oh what i was amazed with is it doesn't bleed at all so like these designs are extremely intricate and the stain of the ink like does not creep past the border of the ink itself one bit like 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 what would happen if you spilled actual ink on your hand where it would run out and and fill every little Mm -hmm. crevice even on like the most microscopic level like this you can be so precise and like that's exactly where the stain stays and obviously we'll post pictures and you can see like there's no way you could do these tiny little designs if it would bleed at all yeah so what's going on is in the henna plant um, it has it contains man I don't know what this is if it's a protein enzyme I don't know what it is let's go with enzyme uh, it's called lawson that's an enzyme okay uh, I'm kidding I don't a, know it's a reddish orange dye that binds to the keratin in our skin which is a protein in mm. our skin. And safely stains it. So that's how this is happening. We have keratin in our skin. That's what this, let's say, enzyme is binding to. And that's how we get the stain. Yes, enzymes bind with protein. So that is an enzyme. (laughs) Are you making that up? Yes. Okay. I think that might be right, though. Anyway, so the darkness of your henna will depend on the quality of the henna itself and also your skin, how well your skin takes Mm. it. Um, the reason why, and this is something that we noticed at that wedding, that palms and soles of feet, even like the the ends of your finger, the top, you know, the top of your fingers, the ends of them, hold, gets darker, seems to hold the henna more, and that's because the thicker parts of your skin have more keratin. Oh, so that's why okay. it binds with it. There's more there to bind with. That was a mystery to us. Yeah, exactly. So now that makes sense, right? So that's why the palms of your hands and the soles of your feet will stain the darkest. Even like, I feel like your knuckles were like darker than yeah, the back yeah, of your right? hand. And they're like kind of thick. And yeah, whatever. for sure. A little more durable. Yeah. So, so the further up your arm you go or your legs, uh, it'll usually get a little bit lighter. And I saw that if you try and do it on your face, faces will be the lightest. Oh, it interesting. doesn't hold it well for yeah. some reason. Uh, henna unless you're works. super ragged. <laughs> yes, yeah, unless you haven't exfoliated in like seven years. There you go. Uh, henna works on all skin colors. Um, and still, like regardless of what color your skin is, um, you might take it better or worse. It doesn't really have to do with your skin color. Mm. But it is the same color on every skin color, right? Like, if you have super dark skin, Mm -hmm. it probably, I mean, like, obviously isn't going to show up as well, right? It wouldn't have, like, a different effect where it just, like, kind of stays orange or something, right? No, I'm Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I think fair to say, like, the the lighter your skin is, probably the more pronounced it would be. I guess so. But, but it, but it. 
just kind of depends on how well your skin takes the henna. That's too. true too, yeah. And also, it's interesting because obviously the the cultures that we're saying it developed with are generally not very light skinned right. people. So, yeah. So it it really works for everybody, which is pretty cool. It is cool. So, like I said, henna is mostly a decorative, aesthetic, um, you know, fun thing to do. It has definitely cultural purposes, um, but it also has medicinal purposes, which really? is really interesting. Yeah. So, henna is an herb. Also, I thought it was interesting to learn that if you just, like, take a henna leaf, it's not going to stain anything. Like, it, you have to crush it up. And dry it, you said, You have too, to dry right? it, crush it up, and probably mix it with, like, water. And that's what makes the staining property. So you, if you have, like, a henna plant you brush against it, you're not going to get stained or anything. You know what? That actually makes sense because I was just thinking about something, uh, a, a fruit. I was thinking about a fruit the other day that they use as, like, a natural color. Like, you know how, like, turmeric will be used for, like, a natural orange mm-hmm. or, um, uh, like, spirulina for a natural green color, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I wish I could remember this specific one, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, how is that such an effective natural color in food? Because when you eat it, it doesn't do anything to, like, it doesn't stain your fingers or your teeth. Like, how? But it's probably a similar thing like that where it's like, well, no, you have to dry it and mash yeah. it with water and, like, let it ferment or something before it, like, actually dyes mm-hmm. what you're trying to dye. Yeah. Could be. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, so I'm not sure. I know. I wish probably. I could remember. <laughs> I don't think it was beets. No, I'm trying to think they of, do stain it, you. Right. I'm trying to think of what other... Um, fruits or vegetables they use to color things, but I can't think of them. I don't know. If you think of it, let us know. It's definitely not turmeric that I was thinking of because one time Katie took a uh, turmeric bath because I guess you read online that it was good for your skin Mm -hmm. and our tub was like pure yellow. yellow. (laughs) It's like highlighter yellow. Literally like, yeah, uh, just a clean line around the tub and from that line down it was yellow yeah that was fun it's not anymore though so no it, it came away. off it it was it i'm trying to remember we had to like really scrub it though it wasn't it didn't just like rinse off or like after two showers it was gone no. it was like well i, I had re- to use like a magic eraser and like really get in really there or something scrubbing it and it not working with like an actual brush yeah. and a magic eraser i think oh, and dang. then after a while it just kind of faded but but a while it took a bit Magic erasers are legit. They're great. Not for turmeric. No, but turmeric they really, they work yeah, okay. in ways that other things don't. I just, can we talk about magic no, erasers a bit more? No, we're going off on too much of a tangent. Let's get back to henna and its medicinal purposes. So, henna uh, is considered an herb and it has been long known to have healing qualities. Oh, yeah. It can he- so it's just topical. You, henna is never ingested. I want to see a picture of this plant. It's huge. I don't oh, think yeah? I've said this. Yeah, it's like 12 to 15 feet tall. Oh, dang. I and was picturing like a little shrub. No, and it's like kind of like stalky and then the the big thing is the is the leaves. Is it a uh, is it a tree or more like a plant? No, it's a plant. It's not they don't call it a tree. But okay. It's big. Um, it's we'll also flowering, and the, so there's flowers, and the flowers cute. are apparently f- fragrant. Very cute. Um, so, so it can be applied to your skin for healing headaches, stomach pains, burns, including sunburns, um, open wounds. I saw, and then a really interesting property of it: it's antifungal, mm. so it's a natural treatment for athlete's foot. 
Wait, that's why your fingernail fungus went away then. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a fingernail fungus. Although, that's really cool, though. if I did, it would have gone away. Yeah. Is it, um, what, oh, you said it's good for sunburns. I was thinking sunblock. I was like, I wonder if also, that's something to do with... sunblock. Oh, yeah. Okay, this cool. Is, I thought this was so cool. So, first of all, this is the cutest thing ever. It has been used, um, people use it on the noses of animals to Aww. prevent them from getting sunburned. <laughs> Isn't is that so cute? Very. If you're, like, making this, like, donkey or horse or whomever, like, work for you, but you're, like, being nice and putting henna on their nose so they don't get sunburned. Um, so that's very sweet. Also, this was going to be a fun fact, but I'll say it now. So because henna is naturally a sunblock, if you have a design, if you have, like, Mendy on your hand and you go get a tan, when the Mendy go- fades, you will have tan lines in the shape of Mendy. That's crazy. Isn't that so So it's cool? really effective. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, like, really, really cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Hey, I never thought about this. Hmm. Actually, I think I just figured out the answer. It's probably very obvious. But how come, sun- how come going to, like, a tanning salon doesn't give you a sunburn? I guess it's just the difference between the UVA and UVB. Whichever one is damaging, it just probably doesn't yeah. do that one. I guess they also are somehow monitoring it. I'm sure, like, you could get a sunburn if you stayed in too long or something. Usually, <sighs> if you go in a tanning bed, uh-huh. it's for a brief, so it's, a short okay. time. And I've never tanned before neither have i do you how many times do you have to go to like see results like do you come out tanner than when you went in i know literally probably but like how many times you have to go before it's noticeable probably just once it would be noticeable but people will go more and more to get like super dark well they can't be monitoring it then because it's like you can't go outside for 10 minutes and come in tanner than when you went out you know so it must just be like a matter of the types of uv light right? i don't think you literally come out of the tanning bed tan that's like not possible well you just said it's noticeable after one time i meant like when you go home and then you wake up the next day oh, then I... it's noticeable okay <laughs> enough of All these right, tangents again i don't know anything about this why are you asking me about this well okay. have you ever been in a tanning bed no oh okay well me neither i assume right. that so you we're had just speculating why would you assume that of me uh, I don't know. A lot of girls went into tanning beds in, like, high school. That's I know true. you haven't been in a tanning bed in the last 10 years because I've known you that whole time. But yeah, I thought I'm... maybe gearing up for prom or something. No, I was, I, I, I stayed pale. There you go. I stayed pale for prom. Okay, so, like we said, I'm, I'm pretty much winding down here. But, um, what interesting things do we want to say? Uh, there are a few fun facts-ish um about bridal mendy so uh like we said for my cousin's wedding there is an event the night before the wedding that is meant for getting mendy done but the bride and i and the other bridesmaids we actually got it done the night before that so it was thursday night friday night was the um official mendy night and then saturday is the wedding um and i saw that brides do that now because they get such extensive mendy done and and they basically want to be able to have a good time the second night they yeah don't for sure sit there and have also mendy it's drying. way uh i mean besides the fact that it's just done on by the time you get to friday if you do it thursday 
it's a lot darker. Too. Yeah, exactly. That's another reason is that it ends up being darker on Saturday if you get it done. Yeah, Thursday exactly. And then night. yeah, like you said, ultimately Saturday, the day of the wedding itself, like that's probably when it's the darkest. Yeah, yeah. So um, I saw something that I had not heard during the process of the wedding that um, as long as the henna stain appears on the bride, she doesn't have to do any housework. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> All of these things that I'm about to say sound like they're very cultural and like region by region and, yeah. and whatever. And they're I just gotcha. kind of like funny. I mean, I'm sure in some places they take it more seriously than in others, but... Um, but right, you know. but then there's other people who've never heard of this this tradition or whatever right, you call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then but this is fun. The one that we did hear, I, I heard someone saying that um, supposedly the darker your Mendy is, the more your husband loves you. So that's one thing. Is that supposed to be like an indicator of the future or is it yes. like a hot or not test where it's like right now that's how much he loves you? No, I think it's like a future thing because okay. it goes along with the one that I actually saw most when I was researching was um, the darker your Mendy, the better your relationship with your mother-in-law. Like that was the one that seemed <laughs> the most oh, prevalent. Yeah, so I think, that's and weird. I think it is like a future indicator. You know, I feel like that's a very cultural thing. Lots of cultures have traditions like that, like, you know, something you do and the result of it shows how your marriage is going to be or how many babies you're going to have or yeah. whatever, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's kind of fun and stressful for brides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something. So you were asking about whether we st- henna still is just like the henna powder and yeah. the basic stuff. So I think it pretty much it. Like if you get all natural henna, that's what it is. But as with everything, um, people have added chemical additives to make it stronger and work faster. Blah blah blah. I you guess know? that makes sense. Like you said, with yeah. anything, it's so, like. Yeah. yeah, people are just going to do that. So there's a chemical called PPD. Oh, man. It's called P-phenylnediamine. Okay, moving on. That's what <laughs> the long name is um, that they add to henna. And people call that black henna. Um, is that what you had or... or- I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I guess I don't know. Well, I was just asking because yours was black as opposed to dark green, which you mentioned before. Um, well... Well, I guess yours is dark brown. Sorry. And those are the two options, dark brown or dark green. Yeah. Like when they first apply it. And mine was dark brown. I don't think you can really judge. I mean, I think black, it's more of a just name than a literal descriptor. Um, I got you. But they add that stuff. It can, as with anything chemical, it gives a risk of people having bad reactions, mm-hmm. burning, itching, etc. So it's not good. Also, PPD was voted Allergen of the Year oh, nice. in 2006 by the American Contact Dermatitis Society. So not a good thing. Um, not great. Now, you want to know something interesting when you also, hear this. Also, come on. Allergen of the Year? Well, they What's have the criteria to pick a new for that one award? Every year, so come on. Oh, okay, like, if it has to be new every year, like I get ragweed that. won already. Well, I don't know what ragweed is, but I was going to say poison <laughs> ivy. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, sorry. What? What was I going to say just now? I don't know. Son of a. Moving on. What was I going to say? I don't know. You're staring at your notes. 
You yeah, but I had a fun thought and then you interrupted me. Oh. Oh, I know what Shoot. I was gonna say. I keep I'm just peppering in my fun facts this whole time. Oh well, who cares? Um another fun fact, henna is not FDA approved for use in the United States except as a hair dye. Now that's funny because you said that the artist told you she uses it in her hair. And yeah. that was the first we ever heard of that. But it turns out that is the only approved use of it? Yeah, that's the only approved use of it. Like, technically, the FDA does not approve you using henna on your skin. I saw in one place, and I, I, I didn't have a chance to look into it more, but I saw that if you, that, like, technically, you could get henna confiscated if, if the authorities can you know have proof that you have intent to put it on skin okay we're bearing the lead here yeah henna is illegal uh if you use it on skin yeah um what about that's kind of surprising that the fda even deals in that like is, does the fda yeah um, oversee like tattoos uh i have but, no like, idea sunblock is something that you're i mean i guess henna is too i was gonna say sunblock is something that your skin absorbs and like enters your body but i guess henna is too that's the name of the game absorbing into your skin Mm -hmm. but like uh not that i expect you to know the answer but that's just making me wonder i wonder if fda has to approve like tattoo inks and stuff like that neither one of us have tattoos so we really don't know probably though now that i think of it i mean like especially now it's enough of a mainstream thing that like i i don't know if who knows though because then it's like vitamins don't have to be fda approved i was gonna say like it's really going into your body like this is a big business i'm sure you know the the brands that make tattoo ink are like very very like large companies at this point but who knows who knows who knows so we're getting to the end um people throughout the west aka us have adopted this you know tradition of henna um obviously in some situations if you're like blending families and some people are actually indian i i think that's kind of different than than like i saw in all kinds of places i guess in the 90s like madonna rocked henna a lot oh like, really live tyler did yeah like you i know. wouldn't even say adopted the tradition as more as like use this tradition as a novelty yeah exactly exactly um so that you know that feels a bit like appropriation to me um but also i saw that um People, people will get their hands and feet done for weddings, I guess, even if they're not, you know, it's not part of their typical culture or tradition. Really? People who aren't, like, Indian at all, even? I'm sure it's a very small number, but yeah, yeah probably some true. people do. Um, people get their stomachs done when they're pregnant, probably for, like, photo shoots oh, and stuff. Oh, that would actually be kind of cool. Um, and then another one I thought was interesting. Sorry again. Oh my gosh, he's a menace this episode, guys, so I apologize for all the bumps. But um, and uh, one that I saw was really interesting. People who are going through chemotherapy will get henna like on their head if they lose their hair just to, you know, <laughs> you know, do make something fun and beautiful out of a unfortunate like situation. Uh, also, people will do it if they have like... Wait, will they get like designs on their head or just like... Try to, you know, make this look like a <laughs> no. sweet haircut. No. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. Yeah, and also people maybe uh, who have, like, significant scars can get henna done, like, around the scar to camouflage it or, or again, mm-hmm. just, like, make it 
beautiful something that's maybe unfortunate make it beautiful um so i thought that was all interesting and pretty cool um henna is now a worldwide phenomenon um you know it it's kind of like a temporary tattoo if you will and it and it isn't in that you're not going to just like do a test run of a tattoo you want like you said it's like intricate designs that are all very different but you can recognize them as being part of the same family right mendy Um, is the yeah 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 uh but yeah i thought that was all pretty cool the only fun fact i think i have left is basically about henna as hair dye which we've already mentioned that it can be used as hair dye um but it, it, this is, like, not a new thing at all. It's, like, pr- as old as henna is using henna as hair dye. And it is all natural as opposed to other hair dyes, which actually hurt your hair mm-hmm. and your scalp. Henna is good for your hair. It, like, fortifies oh, your wow. hair if you have dry hair or, like, you know... I don't know what kind of problems you can have with your scalp, but like, you know, bad scalp problems. Henna will make them better. It'll give you stronger, healthier hair. It'll help your scalp get better. Um, And it's kind of like, it seems, again, I didn't do a ton of research, but it can color your hair uh, orange, the way that if you, you do henna for a short time, it's orange. Or it can get darker red or even darker depending on how you apply it probably how long you leave it in oh okay that makes sense because that's what i was going to ask i was like all right this is great but it's kind of one option there's one color available but uh, but what you're saying leaving it in longer or shorter probably dictates how dark it's going to end up getting yeah and i mean it's not going to turn i'm not someone like me who has dark hair isn't going to put henna on it and become blonde, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I was only picturing it going darker, but it sounds like you can kind of have varying degrees of dark. Yeah. Do people, like, is that on the market? Can people buy that? Why? I mean, it's all natural. It, like, actually helps your hair and scalp. It seems like, why isn't that the way that everyone does it? Apparently it is. It's FDA approved. Right. Well, I mean, you can get blonde hair with it. There's limited options, I guess, so that's one thing. Yeah, but that's only a small slice of the hair to dye spectrum right yeah like, yeah um and i bet it's a lot less um controlled you know how you walk into a salon now and you point to this exact color and yeah, they make it for you that I'm makes sure sense. if you do a henna dye it's like okay it's it gonna get you know leave it longer or leave it shorter but like there's probably it's probably a lot more imprecise yeah. um but it is fda approved so it's definitely out there and then this is the final fact that I think is really interesting. Henna hair dye became popular in the United States in the 50s because Lucille Ball talked about it on I Love Lucy. She really? called it a henna rinse. And if you think about it, her hair, it was like wow. bright orange. Yeah. Not that anyone at home knew. Right. But yeah. But yeah. And she called it a henna rinse on the show, apparently. That's really cool. I know. Wow, that's fascinating. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool. I have a... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I have uh, I have two questions, mm-hmm. one of which I just forgot, but the other one is, um, do men get Mendy done at all, or is it just women? I didn't see anything that said, like, they cannot or anything like that, but it definitely seems to be mostly for women. Oh, okay. It would be kind of tight though, like because the yeah, the, awesome. the Mendy that we saw is like it's all um, I guess you know 
on one side or the other, you would call it all kind of feminine looking, but like you could easily yeah. see like a um I don't know, almost like uh like the Polynesian tattoos. Not not mm. to rip off Polynesian tattoos, but it's like that design you kind of only see on men. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I was wondering if there's like maybe a version of that where it's like you know, on the men's side of things. I didn't see and it, it does seem to be very female driven but i'm sure men get mendy all the time too sure um oh yeah we saw a little kid at the wedding who got a uh like a A spider spider web web on his head (laughs) that was awesome yeah okay i remember my other question too um do you have any idea did you come across like if is this expensive is it super cheap like can anyone come across it or is it kind of pricey to get the henna plant into a paste form i didn't see i think I'm kind of having one memory that maybe I did see something that it's a little bit expensive, but it's not prohibitive, obviously. Right. It's hard to say because it's like, on one hand, you're like, well, it can't be that expensive. It seems like everyone has this at a special occasion. But then it's like, yeah, but they only have it on special occasions. So maybe it is expensive. But Well, but also, what are you going to just do it every single day? That's true, too. Probably not. I'm sure it's as expensive as you would imagine. I just thought of one... um, there are two things I wanted to say. Number one is um, I really liked doing this. It was really interesting. And it felt it felt good to study what Henna and Mendy are all about after having it done. Because kind of like I was saying about Madonna, like sometimes when you're not of that culture, like I'm just a white Italian girl from the United States, it feels like... I don't know. I I just like to understand stuff, you know? Like, if I'm going to be participating in it, I think it's nice to understand where it came from instead of just thinking of it as, like, this fun thing that I'm doing, even though Mm -hmm. it was really fun. But, um, so it was cool to, like, understand the background and have a little deeper knowledge of what what kind of culture I'm participating in so I can have more of an appreciation for it. Um, And then the, the other thing I wanted to say is when I was researching... One of the first things that came up, and this seems like I didn't look into it too much because, first of all, I I didn't need to, but um, I I don't know if this is just like some kind of goofy thing or if there's some racism in it or something, but there seems to be a decent amount of people or somehow there is some rumor out there that henna is cow poop. What? I know, right? And when you see it, you kind of are like, oh, okay, kind of get how you could think that or something. And also because of the smell. Remember how it kind of, it smell. It smells funky. Like, it smells weird. It but doesn't not, smell like poop at all. No, I don't but even it does think you would like say it's a bad smell. It no, smells like a chemical or in something. several places that people were questioning, like, is there poop? Is there cow poop in henna? Is henna made of cow poop? And like, no, it's not at all. That's <laughs> like, insane. Nothing to do with it. Um, but I just thought that was something interesting and something we could debunk right now. Well, yeah, let's um, consider this debunked. No, yeah. it, yeah, it, yeah, it has a weird smell, but like, it's it, yeah. a weird smell. It's not even a bad smell. I know. It's I just like, liked it. It's just like a. It's unusual. It doesn't yes. really smell like anything else. And, and it's it, like pungent when when yeah. you have. 10 people in a room getting Mendy done like it 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 fills the room the same way that like if 10 people were painting their nails in a room you would walk in and like it it would just hit you it's not bad or like you're not gonna plug your nose or question if there's poop in it (laughs) you know but it's something like it's like that I know isn't that weird that is so weird yeah pretty weird people are weird out there well people 
stop being so weird out there. Yeah. That was uh, cool, though, right? This was really cool. Yeah, Great. I'm glad that you did this. I love it. Everyone really, if you haven't seen it, look up pictures of Henna and Mendy because it's really beautiful and, like, unbelievably intricate. You know what? I'll do you one better. Don't look it up. Go to at 30 Minute Expert on <laughs> podcast. 30 Minute Expert Podcast on Instagram, and uh, we will post photos for your convenience. Woo! That way you don't have to bop around on the freaking internet. Yeah, forget the internet. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.